The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Bang bang, what is up you guys? Welcome to episode 143 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you this podcast right here on this very feed for free every Monday. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as uh, Patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. Uh, I, I I owe you guys that Mad Max review. That will be coming uh, this week. Last week, again, I was just, uh, with work being busy as it was, really only had the time to, to record the uh, Jay and Silent Bob one, um, as well as there will be a schedule for what's to come this month uh, sometime later in the week uh because as well i gotta i gotta finalize some things with uh some of the patrons that are gonna be coming on the show to to talk about it but of course patreon.com forward slash pwt cast where you can find all of that uh i'm joined again this week by my esteemed guest he he was on he's a regular member on here of course uh jeremy zaha jeremy my guy uh how are you doing i am doing great how are you uh, I mean, I guess I'm, all things considered, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You know, it's a, it's, it's a lazy Sunday today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been a lot of, uh, it's been a lot of TV watching. Really, it's been a big TV week in, in, in general. Really, um, I mentioned to you, um, I recently started. Well, actually, so, uh, I'm a big fan of these like Office style shows. Um, you know, like Office, Parks and Rec. Um, I never mm. really got into Modern Family. But uh, that is one that like I was familiar with. Um, have you heard anything about Abbott Elementary? I've heard nothing but great things about it. Um, I even, uh, you know this, I actually was in Philadelphia, which I believe is where it takes place, mm-hmm. um, not that long ago. And one of my friends was at a restaurant. I was sitting next to one of the stars of Abbott Elementary. Really? Um Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I want to check out, but just with the amount of television out there, it's nearly impossible to watch all the good shows that everyone says you should watch. Yeah. I get, and it's one of those shows that just, uh, like you mentioned, I saw everybody talking about, um, like online and stuff. And, um, I'm not, I don't watch, like, I don't watch regular TV anymore, you know, in as much as, like, if it's not streaming somewhere, I probably won't watch it until it is streaming somewhere, uh, which is very much the case with this. Like, I was um, I was just, like, looking for something new to watch, and I was on, um, I was on, like, a Dave uh, rewatch, but I specifically was just going back and rewatching certain scenes from the FX show Dave. Uh, it is, of course, based around Little Nikki. Great show. If, if any you guys haven't watched it, um, but I was just kind of picking and choosing from that. And then, it, like one of the the suggested shows that popped up was Abbott Elementary, and I was like, "All right, let me watch it." And um, yeah, it's about like uh, these teachers teaching at like an inner city school in Philadelphia, very much in the style of of The Office. Um, and yeah, it's awesome. Like it's got the weirdest thing about it though is that the uh, the kid from Everybody Hates Chris who portrays chris rock he's in it yes but he's like a he's a grown man now so he talks he has a really deep voice and like he's a grown man because of course obviously it's been god knows how many years you know since that show came out uh but just seeing him be a fully grown man that's that's just always one of those weird things like i i know some people 
uh like child actor you know who like grew up on certain child actors and like they see them now they sort of like make those comments as well i mean i'm sure ourselves included there's you know child actors that we saw that are now you know the the full grown adult actors of the world yeah i think the the first one that comes to mind someone who's like truly transitioned in to doing like adult work is um the one of the 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 sprouse brothers who we all saw first on big daddy Mm -hmm. and now he's like a teen heartthrob on whatever the Archie show, whatever that's called on the CW. Uh, fuck, what is that called? Yeah, the Archie show. Yeah, the Archie show. Yeah, no, I, I, I get what you mean by that. It's, um, it's funny too because so again, a lot of, of TV watching uh, this week that's been going on over here specifically. Uh, like so, I mentioned it. I watch Abbott Elementary, Abbott Elementary, and then. Um, I've started season one of Better Call Saul. Uh, Breaking Bad was a show that I fucking loved. Like, I, I, I wasn't crazy about the first season, so I sort of just watched it and was like, eh, not for me. And then, like, in its last season, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what? Let me let me give it an honest shot. Let me give it another try. And just rewatching it, I was like, oh, wow, look, I, I really like this. And I wound up that week binge-watching, like, the in- everything. Like, I think, like, all five, six seasons, whatever it was, up until, like, the very last episode. Um, and Better Call Saul is a show that constantly, like, Mark is always telling me about it. Frank's always telling me about it. Like, it's all it ever does is just win Emmys. Uh, so I was like, all right. I gotta give it an honest shot. I gotta, I gotta, you know, watch it. Let me, let me see what all the, all the hubbub is about. And uh, totally worth it. Like Bob Odenkirk is a fucking jewel. He is a gem of a man. Like this guy is just an amazing fucking actor. Um, so it's been a pleasure, you know, seeing him play the role of uh, Jimmy McGill, Saul Goodman, and uh, yeah, uh, again, just. I know I'm not breaking any new ground here, but uh, Better Call Saul, <laughs> great TV show. <laughs> uh, but I, I have to say that uh, what you said about the first season of uh, Breaking Bad um, gives me a little bit of hope because we I mentioned briefly before the podcast started, I have never seen Breaking Bad. I've seen like the first two episodes of season one. And I was like, this is fine, but it's not something that I like... I I am like I need to make sure I watch. But the fact that you're saying like the first season is just something you kinda have to get through and then it gets really good, like maybe I should give it another shot. Uh, I definitely would. Like to me some shows have to me some shows the first seasons are are it just depends, you know, like like to me, um I was a huge fan of Westworld. And mm-hmm. season one of Westworld to me is my favorite. It's it's the best of them, again, t- to me. Um, and so like, I really enjoyed that more so than the others, but then you have another show like, like I mentioned, like Breaking Bad or, or, uh, shit, even like, uh, like Parks and Rec, you know, sometimes it takes a season for it just to sort of find its footing as opposed to some, some shows were just from Jump Street is like, nope, this is what we are. And, you know, we're just, we're going full throttle with it. Um, but no, definitely like, again, like if you just sort of got to slog through that first season. And again, it's not bad. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing bad about 
like that first season one, it's just like it hasn't really found its footing. Um, and it does, you know, again, you just sort of have to be patient yeah. with it. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it constantly is being says, said as one of the greatest shows on TV. And I mean, I think the, the, the other show that everyone told me, hey, it's one of the greatest shows on TV, you need to watch it. Um, and then when I watched it was The Wire. And I agree, it's one of the great shows on TV. So I should give Breaking Bad a better chance. The Wire is one that I have not watched. So like I, you I, should watch I, The Wire. Well, I recent, I well I wanted to, but I recently lost access to HBO. So I'm that's why I'm like, well, let me let me make my way through uh, through Hulu and, and Netflix and 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 see what gems they have that I've that I've not watched yet. Um, but no, again, The Wire, another show that I've constantly only heard good things about but have just have yet to actually watch it um if, funny enough like right before we started recording uh veronica and i were watching uh twin peaks twin peaks is that is great a great show so yeah so again should we there how many seasons of it are there uh twin peaks i think there was two or three of the original run and then uh, I think it was 20 years later um, or 15 years later, Showtime did one more season um, of Twin Peaks. It's a weird show. Um, as the, the last season is the weirdest of them. Like very, very, very avant-garde, very... I don't fully understand what's going on, but like in the, in the most... Uh, interesting way well so she is again she loves the show has watched it umpteenth times and was going through it she was she was going through the show again and so we were on like season two uh i was paying attention again i was also i was a very sleepy boy because uh as i'll I'll get into right after this did not did not get much of, of any sleep um but uh, she was like watching it and again it was one of those shows where I'm like I'm paying attention I'm sort of like in and out again through like a like a sleep days but I'm also just like this is definitely something that I want to go back and rewatch fully like uh, yeah. through just basic pop culture and fans of the show like Kevin Smith is a huge fan of the show and he's just he's always talked about it so there are some things that like I knew happened or were familiar with again just based on like him having talked about it or other people having talked about it. Um, so again, there was like nothing too crazy, nothing too spoiler as far as like who killed Laura Palmer and, and things of that nature and stuff, you know? Um, but I'm also someone that doesn't like spoilers. Don't really take that away from me. Like um, it's to me, at least it's more about like the, the journey, how you got there as opposed to like, you know, like it just being there, like, I famously talk about how um, Stank he showed me the uh, the scene in, in Avengers Endgame where where Cap picks up Miorne, you know uh, the the hammer, and of course without context I had no idea like what the fuck was going on. I was like, oh, that's just I guess that's a pretty cool scene. Uh, cut to you know us in a movie theater and that scene plays and I'm just like, 
holy shit like this is fucking awesome and it didn't take away from it like it just it added to the authenticity of that or not the authenticity mm. to just how much i enjoyed it um which right now there's a lot of like things coming out and things sort of being spoiled uh for uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness of course uh by the aforementioned title it is bullet club week but as well as it being bullet club week it is also uh the doctor strange week because of course doctor strange in the multiverse of madness drops um of course, I had mentioned Longo on here that uh, you know Veronica and I we were we were making our way through the MCU so that she would be caught up by the time Spider Man No Way Home came out, uh, and unfortunately that didn't happen. But so I was like, all right, well this time we have you have to be caught up by the time that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness comes out because um, like she watched Doctor Strange and you know she she really loved the character, so I was like, awesome. Well, you know like. I, she's a huge fan of sam raimi films and i'm like well sam raimi is directing this next one so like you know we we really got to make sure you're caught up and stuff so she saw uh spider-man no way home which you know she, she really liked and then we binge watched all of wandavision um as some of you guys may know i was uh i was tad critical of uh wandavision the the first time around uh, i feel like tad is a an understatement there you're an understatement jeremy you're an understatement <laughs> yeah no again i was and to be and to be fair upon second like viewing i i like i did enjoy it better um part of and i think part of what contributed to that was i don't think that the show was strong enough to have been a weekly format like I enjoyed being able mm-hmm. to just watch, cause especially like those first three episodes. Like we're sitting down, we're watching these first three episodes, and I'm just like, oh, she fucking hates this. Like this is it's such it's it's a it's a slog to get through. It's a, it's a slow build. Yeah, which again, like I always said, I was like, it should have been, like I, I I get it. You wanted to have two black and white episodes. It should have just been the one or one very long one. Um, but you know, again, rewatching it and. Uh, there were some things that she complained about that I also complained about, specifically the whole Ralph Boner thing, where she's like, but why would they tease us like that? I was like, because they thought they were being cute and cheeky. And ultimately, they just, you know, you know, they got the backlash because people were like, no, what the fuck? Like, you you, you know, you, you teased us. You, you, you gave us blue balls and it came to this multiverse stuff. Um and I, you know, and I mentioned the whole like uh, Paul Bettany talking about there's a Luke Skywalker level cameo thing, and then had to explain the what that meant by as far as like there's a Luke Skywalker level cameo because of course she's not a Star Wars fan, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I I definitely enjoyed it because again it it was it's I mean one it's a necessary viewing for this uh, Doctor Strange movie because as much as it's like uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness again based on all the promotional material we've seen like it very much looks like it heavily revolves around wanda as well um and my question to you is what's your excitement level for this movie uh, i'm very excited um uh, i'm not so i'm not the type of person that is going to rewatch all the previous stuff right before i see the movie so there might be some things when i see it that i'll be confused about initially and I am totally okay with that. And I think I, I kind of enjoy that in my, my movie watching. Um, Cause there's, that adds a little bit of depth for me to like reflect on. Um, but I mean, the, the character Dr. Strange is, is so good. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I think he plays it really well. And I think with like the multiverse truly being explored in this movie, like it has a chance to be absolutely insane. Like they, they literally with the multiverse, you can literally do whatever you want and it, it can make sense. Yeah. It's again, to me, I'm like, I'm someone who I've been following all the updates, all the spoilers, all the like everything. Like I, I just, I got to know, you know? And again, it mm. do, doesn't take away anything, at least for me. Like I know some people are like, what fucking Barney, the dinosaur is showing up. And it's like, yeah, sorry. Barney, the dinosaur is showing up. Okay. I did. I did not want to know that spoiler, Berto. Well, I'm sorry. Barney, the dinosaur, him and, uh, oh, man. oh God, what was the, what was the yellow guy's name? Uh, PJ. PJ. Yeah. Him and PJ, they show up, uh, post credits. <laughs> oh, okay. That that sounds the person. I'm okay with the post credit being spoiled. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're they're the post credit scene. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, again, with um, with with like if it coming out this week, I, I figured. Well, I mean, she would have to like rewatch the show and stuff. And again, like, we binge watched the entire thing. We're up to like seven in the morning. <laughs> it was yeah. one of those like I. Uh, lost track of time it's it's almost like fucking living in a casino where i am because of the lack of <laughs> natural sunlight um and then we did watch so we just start some of loki um because again i was like well there's some more uh multiverse stuff in this but yeah no i'm i'm super excited for it uh you know again veronica and i were gonna go uh watch it uh and yeah like it, it's what it was, i'm going we're going at like three in the afternoon as well as i know you got you and a bunch of the guys from the shop as well like mm -hmm. and that th listen as someone who is used to like all right the movie technically comes out friday so the earliest show will be at midnight i'm absolutely thrilled about this because now it's just yeah. like shorter and shorter that it, you know like the the wait times are i, I specifically remember for uh, for star wars rogue one it was like in the midst of like uh, a black friday sale and this is and i'm talking about like one of these intense, heavy fucking, we're there until one, two in the morning, Black Friday sales, uh, back when it wasn't that many people working there. And I specifically remember telling Frank, I was like, Frank, I was like, I need to leave by 1230 because I have to catch this movie at one. And he was like, what? Why? I was like, well, because if I don't go see it now, I'm not going to have any time to go see it till like Saturday. And in mind, it was probably like a Thursday or something. He's like, so just fucking wait. I was like, I can't. I have to go watch it tonight. And he was just like, okay, sure, whatever, you know, like, and, and he let me cut out early. And, uh, yeah, like, I just remember going to that fucking movie theater and just being so tired. Like, it was one of those things where I was like, <laughs> I'm, so, it's like, I'm so tired. The movie starts at like one, will probably won't end until three. And then I still got to drive home, try and get some sleep. And then, you know, back, back again uh you know the next day but again now with movies like the three o'clock a three o'clock showing perfect yeah. like the fuck yeah, oh, yeah let's let's i will i will gladly duck out of work for you know like I've, and i've said before like i was talking about it with mark where like if if i showed up to movie theater and they're like hey psst, hey come here they're like you can watch it for half of what you paid but you have to watch it on on this ipad right here in like in in the arcade with no headphones on 
is that fine? I'd be like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Give me like, I just want to watch it, you know, like, because <laughs> um, again, like it's always it, I'm, like, I'm someone where in the past, like if I watch something and it's good, like, I'll go rewatch it. Like, I know some, I don't know about you. Like, have you ever gone back and, and rewatched the movie in the theaters? Uh, the only movie I did that with was uh, the dark Knight. I saw it three times in theaters, three times. Yeah. So first time I saw it, in like standard definition and I was like front row. So it wasn't great. Um, but then someone else invited me and I got, I saw it in um, IMAX, like good seats. And uh, then I think another group of friends were going, and I didn't have anything going on. So I was like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go again. Um, but I think that's the only movie I've seen multiple times in theaters. Uh, you see, and I'm somewhat like I I, I get that because again, if a movie is really good, like I remember, uh, was it um, Inception? I watched a few times in theaters. Uh, Interstellar, I watched a few times in theaters. Jeez, uh, what else did I watch? Um, well, yeah, and I'm not gonna count movies that I watched when I was like at the movies, but like so for like, the last one that I remember going to see that many times in that many formats was uh once upon a time in hollywood i went to go see it in like was like 18 millimeter whatever like super Mm. fancy film over here at the music box uh, which is a local theater here in chicago that still has like actual like film projectors um and i watched it there but again it was like i was a little bit closer to the front so like my neck was killing me especially it's a tarantino movie you know so uh it's got a it's a little bit of a chunky runtime and yeah. yeah and after that i wound up um going to see it again and like just because again they only had it in like standard format really you know but it's like all right so i'm gonna film i'm gonna go watch it digitally went and did that and then i think i went one other time because there's a movie theater out here in in rosemont where like it's like dream lounge chairs or something like that where it was literally just like a giant it was it was essentially like a full-sized bed you know, that like is also like a chair. It was like so much space and I was sitting like on a balcony and there was like, they would serve you like alcohol and stuff like that. It was, I mean, one, obviously pre pandemic, but it was, it was really, it was, it was the way one should experience a film. And of course I was like, no, I'll just take a Coke, please. Thank you. Um, <laughs> cause of course I don't drink. Um, but I got a feeling like this one, cause again, like me, right. We're just seeing it in a normal standard, but I've, if it, if it is as amazing as I think it's going to be, I, I definitely think there's a possibility of like, all right, we got to go rewatch it in fucking IMAX or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it very much like this movie. I think I was so excited about Spider-Man when it came out because of the, the multiverse aspect to then to have a movie that is entirely about the multiverse, it just I'm so excited about it. Now, is is there anyone in particular that you're like crossing your fingers? Or you're like, oh god, I really hope I get to see this person. And again, it could be someone new that they're introducing, or someone that we've seen, uh, you know, again before in the past. Because again, we, of course, you know, have uh, have grown up on these superhero movies. I think the one thing i want to see more than anything and i don't know if it'll happen but i'd be so excited if like x-men are introduced into the mcu through this movie 
And like, there's been like rumors and I'm not as plugged in as you. And if you know something for sure is happening, don't tell me right now. Um, but that's probably the, the number one thing. Like if that, like all of a sudden I see, um, Wolverine show up, I will flip out. Again, I'm, I'm someone who I've been saying that same thing too. Like, um, I've, I've always felt that, um, Logan was the perfect send off for, uh, for the character of Wolverine. But with that said, with the multiverse implications, I would not be upset if they were just like, hey, here we are bringing in a different version of Wolverine. Logan still exists. You know, like it's still it's still all there and, and you can still do whatever the hell you want with it. And, you know, like that's all good and gravy. But yeah, they could somehow manage to pull that. In. It's just the only thing that bumps me out is that like... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. isn't around still, because I feel like a you know a scene between those two would just mm, yeah just, mm, Jeff's kiss you know. I mean, there's no rule saying that Robert Downey Jr. can't be in this. Yeah, again, like if they if they manage to is, is, listen, I'm I'm calling it now. Don't think it'll happen. As again, it would have to have been like the, the most kept secret. But again, crazier things have happened. If Robert Downey Jr. shows up in this. I will go fucking watch this movie in every available format in fucking standard uh, 3D fucking 40X D box. Like I I don't I will go watch it all of them because um the first time watching Infinity War where Thanos stabs him, I literally like gasped aloud and like was like at the edge of my seat. The first time that 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 actually applied to me where I was at the actual edge of my seat and I was like <gasps> You know, because it's like, oh no, they're gonna fucking kill him, and I was just like losing my mind. Cut to Avengers Endgame, and he performs a snap, and like I realize what's going on, and I'm just like, no, again, at the edge of my fucking seat, I'm just like, no, 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 because I was, I was always someone who I, I was like, what should happen is Captain America gives his life, and you keep Tony Stark around as director of shield you know that way if if he if he's ever in the mood to to suit back up you know i mean they gave the guy a fucking you know this cabin in the woods with a cute little daughter so i was like there's no way that fucking they're killing off the guy with the family they're for sure gonna kill off the guy who's like everyone needs to move on with their lives move on boy was i wrong there's some multiverse in which little scrump gets that but um you know again i have this giant you've seen it you know, this giant Iron Man uh, yes. shrine in my room. So if he fucking, if they manage to pull the wool over our eyes with that, that'll be fucking amazing. Um, again, if it doesn't happen, it's still fine. <laughs> I'm still going to enjoy the, you know, I'm still yeah. going to enjoy the, the movie and stuff. At, at least I I can't imagine this is the one movie, this is the one Marvel movie where I'm just like, can you fucking believe there wasn't enough cameos? because um, <laughs> yeah it is always fun to uh you know to bring people back from the past um which again sort of leads me to to my next uh topic of of conversation because again like i mentioned as much as it is uh dr strange week 
Yeah, there's another celebration this week in uh, May 3rd, which is, of course, Bullet Club Day um, over at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees uh, starting at uh, 1 a.m. Eastern. There's going to be a Bullet Club sale with uh, it's tons of merchandise from current and select past members uh, of the Bullet Club. I believe it was something like 15 to 15 retired Bullet Club shirts that will be coming back. You know, and again, these are shirts that you guys ask about all the time that, you know, still people get, you know, ask us like, when are you bringing this one back? Is, is there a possibility of this one back that I still see people wear nowadays? Like, I still have some of these. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that'll be coming up. Uh, and yeah, I believe it's like nine years since the Bullet Club's inception. And of course, I mentioned yesterday was uh, a New Japan uh, Dontaku, their Dontaku event which uh was a pretty like noteworthy show like i i feel like for the i don't know about yeah. you but like i feel like for the first time uh in a long time actually there was a lot of um like chatter about new japan yeah and it, it the like obviously the dontaku shows they have them every year people like they're not it's not like some throwaway show but it's never usually this like big noteworthy show um but i mean the the biggest news i think is uh juice robinson is now bullet club for life um i did not see that coming at all yeah um, so because no, no, he he announced like basically announced like hey and then and my contract's coming up i'm not resigning with new japan and then at um i was at the windy city riot show and he wrestled uh, in uh, a six-man street fight. And afterwards, he, like, did his bows and, like, was very thankful and, like, basically said goodbye to New Japan. I was like, oh, wow, this he really is leaving. <laughs> Cut to uh, two weeks later, he's nope, not leaving, and he's now probably one of the, the most pr- uh, profiled stars on the, in the company right now. Yeah, he sort of, uh, again, pulled the fat, like, you know, brothers protecting the business he's keeping kayfabe alive because uh, yeah that that was like a bit of news that people were talking about where they were like oh wow i guess you know he's done with wrestling like um because he made it seem like that where he was just like i'm kind of taking a break like i mean definitely he addressed like yeah i'm leaving new japan um but also like yeah i don't know i might just take a break with wrestling and again yesterday was it was quite the eventful night for for a lot of bullet club members you had uh bad luck fale and chase owens uh win the nw the the iwgp tag team championship belts which is you know that was cool um the tamatango won the never open weight championship and was of course attacked by carl anderson a returning carl anderson and luke gallows who i believe is like the first time in like six years um Taiji Ichimori, of course, he walked out with the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and then, again, like you mentioned, Tanahashi, you know, he beat Ishii for the U.S. title. And lo and behold, here comes Juice Robinson, you know, and, and attacks him and, and joins the Bullet Club. And, again, even in the main event, like, you have uh, Okada, you know, d- defeat Naito, and then here comes Switchblade Jay White yep. to, uh, you know, uh, attack him and, and you know, hey, I'm coming for that belt. 
And if again for the first time in a very long time, it's not only does New Japan sort of, uh, and of course with like the Forbidden Show coming up, that was one of those things where it sort of got people talking about them again, rightfully so because New Japan used to be like a very hot commodity. Um, but yeah, after last night, it's like not only is New Japan sort of the talk of the town again, um, but like so is the Bullet Club, which again is like not really you know not really been the case since you had the uh the elite boys all leave yeah that would, i mean that i think that's the closest to uh, to what it is now i mean they they, they kind of maintained their mystique a little bit with jay white but once the pandemic hit like the bullet club really took a hit because it's so based on foreigner involvement and there's just wasn't that travel <laughs> so the bullet club is splintered across everywhere yeah they they, uh, they did some weird things where they brought in like evil and dick togo yeah. uh just did some really weird things but like um like how big of a how big of a bullet club fan were you um so really when i got into new japan was right basically right when kenny omega took over as the leader of the bullet club uh, which was probably, if not peak Bullet Club, probably as close to peak uh, as the like founding of Bullet Club. Because um, that's all people talked about was like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. Like they were the talk of the wrestling world. Um, so I was a big Bullet Club fan. You've you've seen like um, when we had all of the elites come for the the retail store grand opening um i got a t-shirt transfer signed by all of them and i've kind of been making it my my mission to get uh every like major member of the bullet club to sign it um that's kind of like a keepsake because i mean it, it truly was like the bullet club i think Without the Bullet Club, I don't think AEW exists because the Bullet Club is really where people started to recognize like, hey, there are fans of wrestling out here that are looking for something else. Um, Like WWE isn't enough. So, I mean, I think Bullet Club and New Japan for Wrestling really should be viewed as an important part of the the growth of wrestling industry. Uh, Do you have... uh my personally my favorite bullet club member jeff jarrett do you have his signature on that bad boy i do i do not he's one i like because obviously there are there's been a ton of people that have like been in the bullet club um but not like not true bullet club members he's he's in that list where he was in bullet club for one night i'm not going to get him to sign that unless i get everyone else and I still have some empty space on there. Listen, I, I, I can go ahead and I, I have a compiled list of um, every every uh, what do you call it um, Bullet Club member, including part time, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, former. So let's uh, uh, we have go through this. We're gonna go through it. All right. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to rank every single... No, we're not going to. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know, you have uh, Bad Look Fale, Chase Owens, yeah. Dick Togo, um, which they... Oh, so they actually have it set up by, like, iteration, um, 
which is pretty cool. I'm sorry. Uh, Dick Togo, Evil, Gato, Kenta, Sho, Taiji Jimori, and Yujiro Takahashi. Um, completely forgot about Gato. Completely forgot about Kenta. No idea Sho was in it. And had no idea that um, Dick Togo was also like an official. I thought he was kind of just like Evil's manager. Yeah. Well, uh, Gato, Gato is Jay White's manager. That's his connection to the Bullet Club. Oh yeah, because he right. turned on he turned on Okada. Um, some some other U.S. members that you have you have Chris Bay from Impact Wrestling, Doc Gallows, Hikuleo, which is the younger brother, the younger, much bigger brother of the Gorillas of Destiny, uh, mm-hmm. El Fantasmo, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Carl Anderson. Um, then you you go ahead and you get into uh, Adam Cole, Hangman Page. AJ Styles, Bone Soldier, uh, Cody Rhodes, Cody Hall, El Terrible. No idea who that is. Yeah, I don't. I, that's not one I'm familiar with. Apparently, for about a month, you had Frankie Kazarian in there. Um, Wait, what? Really? It says that from February 11th, 2017 to March 10th, 2017, Frankie. Oh, in Ring of Honor. Oh. Uh, Sure, he was. I think he was feuding with. Uh, who was he? I think he like he like turned on Christopher Daniels briefly and was like running with the Bullet Club, but it was like a ploy to uh, do something. I, I I don't remember all the details, but yes, uh, brother, I believe you because I have no recollection of that. Yeah, um, you have uh, Gino Gambino who was shifted over to commentary, if I believe. Like again, yeah. I'm not watching the show. Um, Jado, Jeff Jarrett, Kenny Omega, uh, La Comandante. Again, this was someone who in 2013 no. was there for about two months. Uh, yeah. you had Marty Skrull, uh, the Bucks, Prince Devitt, aka Finn Balor, mm-hmm. uh, Ray Bucanero, who was with them for like about a month, uh, Robbie Eagles, and then of course the Gorillas of Destiny in Tamatanga and Tangaloa. And then you have the uh, part what Wikipedia refers to as the part-time members in Amber Gallows, the, the former wife of um, Luke Gallows, mm-hmm. uh, Brandy Rhodes, uh, Mao, Mephisto, who of course everyone in rewatching WandaVision, I was looking for Mephisto. Um, something Veronica kept mentioning, saying, "Where's Mephisto?" I heard Mephisto showing up in this. Uh, he is uh, in the Bullet Club. That's where he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's busy. You have King Haku, uh, Peter, uh, Peter, who comes out uh, with a Bullet Club still sometimes to this day. Um, Scott, yeah. De- Scott Demore, Scott Norton, and of course uh, Arrow himself, uh, Stephen Amell. Yeah. So again, yeah, it, it, well, go ahead. Stephen Amell, his shirt's coming back. The Vigilante Club. Oh, are you, are you dropping uh, some uh, some uh, spoilers? Uh, sure. I mean, it's in the advertisement that I saw on Facebook, but if you haven't seen that, this is a spoiler. The Vigilante Club shirt's coming back. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I do not have spoilers for uh, upcoming products ever. Um, so don't, don't come to me trying to figure out which shirts are coming back unless it's been publicly posted. Cause that's usually what I get for my information. No, don't fucking fall for that guys. We will go through his email and see what, what Jeremy is up to. All right. Um, 
But yeah, again, uh, a bunch of different iterations of the Bullet Club as well. Like when I, I first heard of the Bullet Club right around the time that CM Punk would have left WWE. Because I remember Finn Balor like constant like tweeting a picture of him wearing a Bullet Club T-shirt, and I was like, "The hell is that?" Um, and then like I was familiar with the Young Bucks um, at that time. Like I, I there was a live Art of Wrestling podcast that uh, it's Cole Cabana, Marty DeRosa, El Generico, the Young Bucks, and I. Th- think maybe uh evil uno and Stu grayson possibly them as well but i remember uh they did it over at challengers and um the young bucks didn't really have a line you know they were still matt and jeremy buck or uh was that their names uh in um, uh mac max and jeremy buck max and jeremy buck yeah coming yeah. off their uh their much talked about impact run um and so, so I, I got like a little because I, I believe it was either at that time or a little bit not too long after that that they joined the Bullet Club, and so of course you know um, become all about it you know because again I'm a huge Young Bucks fan. Um, Finn Balor had left, AJ Styles comes in, and that in itself was a whole fucking awesome thing you know because I of course the, the first Wrestle Kingdom that I watch is uh, AJ Styles. Um, versus Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, amazing, a really good match, one that fucking led me to believe that I should spend uh, a large amount of money to fly down to New Orleans to watch their rematch, (laughs) because of course it'll be the exact same thing as their uh, New Japan counterpart, uh, which it wasn't. But um, yeah, I think, you know, that, that that was a really fun time in the Bullet Club, uh, for me, and, and again, once you had, but to me, like peak Bullet Club, uh, is of course once you have Kenny turn on on AJ, you know, because of course AJ out, Gallows and Anderson out, Shinsuke Nakamura out, um, and yeah, you know, these guys they they come in and they take over, and Kenny goes from, you know, the cleaner cleaning up the the junior division to like sort of the Kenny Omega that that we know now. Um, what would is is it safe to assume that's also your iteration of, of uh, the Bullet Club? Yeah, because that's right around the time where I um, like actually invested in getting New Japan World. Um, it was like shortly after that that I was like, I want to watch these New Japan shows. Um, because, I mean, everyone was talking about them. Um, but that's really that's really when I when I got fully into it. And then I started like watching um, some of the stuff from before, like the, the, the formation of the bullet club and everything like that. Um, but definitely the, the Kenny Omega taking over the bullet club and like the start of the elite era, I think is when I really got into new Japan and, and, and it was through the bullet club. Like I, you, I became like familiar with Okada and Tanahashi and, Naito. Those are all like names that I kind of heard, but like to actually understand how good they are and like how great the roster was at New Japan. No, I get I'm, again same way with me. Like I, I literally ordered, you know, um, that that particular episode, that particular episode, that particular Wrestle Kingdom because I was just like, all right, like I'm in, you know, like 
I'm signing up for, you know, again, for, for New Japan World. Like, I, I need to check this out live because, of course, like, I didn't want to just stay up all night refreshing Twitter, you know, which, like, was very much the case because um, I just wasn't smart enough to find a stream and i was like no i want to like i want to support this I, like i'm yeah you know i i am about this so um you know i i wind up going that way but also uh <laughs> funny enough i remember there was um i was someone who i was very very big into uh again the bullet club and i wound up going so far as to purchasing some bullet club tights uh, I'm going to try and find the picture. I I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna see if I can find the picture and if it's good enough quality because again this was this picture would have been back from like fucking 2014 maybe 2015. Um, so how good a quality of a picture will be? Not sure, but uh, again I will I will do my best to uh, find this picture and that will possibly be the cover art photo uh, for this. Um, but yeah, man, I was like all, all about it. Like I remember too, I don't, were you at the show? Um, cause again, we talked about how ring of honor used to do these war of the world show where you'd have, uh, like ring of honor and new Japan talent sharing the show. Um, were you there when Adam Cole joined the bullet club? I was not there. No. Oh man. Um, I believe it was like Adam Cole versus Jay white versus, colt cabana for like the ring of honor title um and of course like you you have at the end of that like you know adam cole turns um turns on cole and turns on jay white and and aligns himself with the bullet club who i think at that time anyway they were doing like mount rushmore and in pwg so it wasn't too much of a surprise for anyone who's sort of just like in the know um but yeah, like again, just like a, a very fun time in wrestling. Like I, I very much forgot. Like again, reading with like Stephen Amell. Like Stephen Amell wrestled like with the Bullet Club. Yeah, and and we're in a we're in a cool position now in the wrestling industry where, like, there's really only two main members of the Bullet Club that are in WWE right now, like in AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Everyone else is signed with a company that is aligned in some way with New Japan. So everyone else can still be associated with Bullet Club now. So like you can get multiple generations of Bullet Club like in the same ring, which is the exciting part right now. Yeah, like I when I was talking about this with Mark and Mark and the guys, but like what is going on with Finn Balor? You know, dude wasn't important enough for them to put him on the WrestleMania card. Um, you know, and then they, the next time he does show up, he loses the, the United States title to, uh, Austin theory. And he's just, he is someone that, uh, Vince McMahon has never really been behind, you know, as evident by just the general booking of his character. Like, I feel like him getting injured by Seth Rollins sort of derailed all momentum and all that, like, trust question mark i guess that you could say that you know vince had in him which is again a real bummer because anyone anyone who followed his nxt run even if even if you're like i don't watch any of that japanese international bullshit even if you followed his nxt run specifically his second nxt run like 
dude's fucking amazing. You know, he is like a one of a kind talent. Yeah. And to just waste them, like yeah. losing to Austin Theory, like what the fuck? You know, like you you have this big international show going off in in Wales. I, I believe they're doing that like Memorial Day weekend. Um, I don't know if you if, if you're familiar with the with the show that I'm talking about. They're doing a giant stadium show yeah. in the UK. Um, that in itself, like you know, who's a giant European talent that you have besides Drew McIntyre, uh, fucking Finn Balor. You know, yeah. Like they could have. There, I don't, I don't know if you remember. There was a point where. They were going to do Finn Balor versus Volter at like NXT UK Takeover like Ireland, um, and that was supposed to happen. And like again, these are both these characters that they're like peak, you know. Um, and who knows? Maybe they have plans for Gunther uh, at the stadium show. You know, we, it is several you know times away, and, and maybe again you also have plans for um, for Finn Balor, but like. I don't, I just, I don't have the confidence that either of those two men will have any sort of prominence. Yeah. I think, I think Finn Balor, I think the fact that he got injured and his age, cause he's not young, he's 40 years old. Um, I think it's, he's kind of been written off as like, he, he's, he's a good hand. He's almost in the Dolph Ziggler role where it's like, we know we can get him a good match out of him. But like he's not a future star, so let's not invest a lot of capital into him. Again, which like which is a bummer. Like it is, it is a fucking bummer that they are so hyper focused. Uh, you know, like on that that they're so hyper focused on age. Like, yeah. I just I it, it's it's something that I I again I. I, I wish wasn't the case. Unfortunately, it is. Um, yeah. I think there there also could be a chance, and I mean, there's no way for anyone to really know this other than WWE and, and Finn Balor, but I don't know when his contract's up, but he might have already told him he's not signing a new contract. And I don't think that WWE wants to be in the same position they've been in recently where they've tried to woo someone to sign the contract by featuring them only to have them still leave and then be relatively hot when they transition to a different company. Well, I think they're they're They might go the more, the route of, well, we'll cool him off if he's going to leave. Well, you, you know, it's, it's funny that, you know, that you mentioned that because, well, not funny actually, um, <laughs> but that you mentioned that because um, it, this week uh, mm-hmm. they actually, you know, they, they released like uh, you know, a, a solid amount of, um, well, not a solid amount. It was about ten people. It was like nine, ten people that they released. Um, but they released. Uh, I mean, most notably, um, Dakota Kai, Dexter Loomis. But one of the people that they, um, that they released was uh, Malcolm Bivens, who he was someone who was like, I'm not resigning. You know, yep. as opposed to I feel that like Dakota Kai and Dexter Loomis were, were two casualties that, um, you know, that were released. And as much as I don't know how much it blindsided them, but they, they were two people that were released. But Malcolm Bivens, again, another guy who was just like, no, like, I'm good. I don't want to resign. And so, yeah, so maybe Finn Balor does 
sort of fall in that category of like, no, I'm not resigning because, uh, again, obviously, oh my God, AEW. Because there's a lot of people that <sighs> he hasn't wrestled, even again, while even being in the same company, you know, like, could you imagine, like, a, like I don't, I can't recall him ever wrestling like Daniel Bryan or Moxley while they were in the no. same company. Um, he might have wrestled Moxley in WWE. I'll I'll look it up. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I see Dean Ambrose versus Finn Balor. Uh, no. So the closest I think that you would have come to was a six-man tag uh, with um, John Cena, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. Versus Dean Ambrose, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley from 2019. Okay. Um, so yeah. So again, you could you know you could hypothetically do this, um, do this run in AEW, or again back to New Japan because he has been gone for six, seven years, if not maybe even longer, and you know everything has changed like. You know, he is now, you know, in a fully heavyweight position, you know, mm -hmm. where he can wrestle uh, in Okada and a Tanahashi. And it's a different thing as opposed to when he was, you know, this uh, this junior heavyweight. Um, so, yeah. So, I, again, that is pretty exciting. On, on the last bit of wrestling news, though, uh, they, you know, they did also announce the best of the super junior, which, of course, is going to feature some international talent because that's one of the things that that has been missing. Um, you know, most notably, you have a uh, Clark Connors from uh, New Japan Strong coming in, Ace Austin from Impact, Alex Zane, who GCW uh, independent, just you know, former WWE guy, um, L Lindemann over from Glee. Uh, there's a fucking uh, we, yeah, we saw him wrestle uh, very early on with uh, AEW. It was like him and Shima. He was in like the the was it the Young Hearts? Yep. Yeah. Um, but Wheeler Yuta, you have Wheeler Yuta coming over as well. He he is also in that tournament, which um, you know, if you got if you got these many uh, foreign talents coming in for Battle of the Super Juniors, I'm very much, very much looking forward to uh, what we'll see come uh, G1 season. You know, because that should be a particularly interesting yes lineup. Um, yeah. That with, with the amount of people that have become available in the last two years, like you literally could have the greatest G1 tournament of all time. The only problem is with AEW wrestlers, there's no way they're going to let them let everyone go to Japan for a month <laughs> and not be on AEW TV. Well, I, and the good thing, the, the good thing though about AEW is that, uh, that abundant rust roster you know, you have a big enough roster where if it's like, hey, um, Danielson, Ricky Starks, and Shane Strickland are going to be gone for for a month. You know, it you yeah. could, you could do that because you know then you're like, all right, well then you know you still have Mox, you have, uh, you know fill in fill in the talents that you have like there there will there is no shortage of people hell i honestly i would even say you could say you could you could put an adam cole you know in there and it's like you got enough talent where you know you could 
you could feature him. That is the good thing with Tony. He's constantly just rotating these dudes in and out so that, you know, it's like, okay, you know, these people are going to go over there. That's fine. Um, Now's the time that we're going to push this wrestler, you know? Um, So, yeah, no, it's pretty exciting with that. So, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, uh, go, you know, go out and and, and buy your, your, your bullet club merch so that, you know, on the third on that Wednesday when when it drops or what is it Tuesday that Tuesday. it drops yeah that that Tuesday that Tuesday it drops the third. yeah um and yeah of course so like I mentioned before of course uh so I'll have a I'll have a schedule out for the Patreon stuff probably either tomorrow or, or Tuesday and you know I'll go ahead and post them of course you can you can join for as low as uh five bucks um I recently just did uh maybe like two weeks ago a Power Rangers review of uh, Power, of Turbo, a Power Rangers movie with uh, Braden Harrington, Davey Portman, uh, over from uh, Up Next, uh, Post Wrestling's, you know, uh, Up Next Boys. Um, and part of that was, um, again, we, we just, we had reviewed Mighty Morphin Power Rangers before, and so we wanted to talk Turbo. It is like the 20 or 25th anniversary of that movie coming out. Um, so I'm going to be bringing back Go Go Scrump and Stink, uh sans stink uh he's a busy man that david he has an iphone now too i'm excited about that yeah um, that that was a shock and an and an apple watch yeah you know oh wow yeah man's moving up in the world uh and as far as he's you know finally conforming <laughs> uh but yeah i, I want to talk some pie rangers turbo so i'm pretty sure mark you're gonna be on that with me i'm telling you now on this so when you hear it you're gonna be like oh buddy yeah i'll do it with you um, at least I hope, unless he's like, no, nah, fuck you. I don't want to, I don't want to talk Power Rangers. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it, all, all that good stuff will, will be on there. So, so you can see all that, um, as well as I, I do want to give a shout out to the, the wonderful patrons of the show. Again, without you guys, none of this would be possible. Um, so, uh, again, very quickly, a huge shout out to Clifford Frazier, Jesse Kohlenberg, Mark Villanueva, Joshua Davis, the invincible man himself, Ryan Mears, uh, our man, Neil Flanagan, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, Vivian, Anthony Torres, My Godfather Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Shout out Jesus. Uh, B. Dornick, Katie Fabe, Steve Feast, Rachel, and of course, Stupid Michael. Um, yeah, of course, uh, like I mentioned, I'm going to have that schedule up uh so you guys be able to see and again sign up for the patreon you know like there's so many there's a back catalog of so many stuff we've talked about so many movies we've reviewed um a lot of like power ranger stuff some you know scrum mistakes uh conspiracy uh you know detective agency i forgot the date with the show a a lot of fun stuff that you know (laughs) that we've done in the past and more fun stuff to come you know like um june of course is, is my birthday month so i'm gonna i'm gonna put a little bit extra effort into that and just jam pack it but one thing i know you will be getting in the month of june is clerks 2 which as of right now is uh myself uh clifford frazier and uh juan ramirez um as myself and juan ramirez just did uh jane silent bob strike back uh as you again you can hear that over the patreon uh jeremy any final words before we get out of here no i think i just uh the one thing i need to to promote um, and people have, have told me I should be promoting this all every time. Um, I've recently started to dive into the world of TikTok, So I want to encourage everyone to follow me over at TikTok. It's just at Jeremy's on my name. Um, I have four TikToks up there. Uh, I think by probably 2024, I'll fully understand how TikTok works. Um, but yeah, check me out there. Um, 
and then yeah, just just be good to everyone. Yeah, listen, there's a there's a lot of people trying their hand at TikTok, some better than others. I definitely think you fall into the latter category as uh, I've enjoyed your TikToks. There was uh, there was one particular one that I remember where uh or one particularly morning where uh the last TikTok that I saw before going to bed was one of yours and then I woke up uh and one of the TikToks that Veronica had sent me was also that exact same one. And I was just like, holy shit. I was like, that was literally what I saw right before I went to bed. <laughs> uh, what's a, what's a TikTok? Like, what's your username so people can find you? I think it's just at Jeremy Zaha. Also, there also is like some weird number thing, but I think you, you can just find me by searching Jeremy Zaha. Uh, yeah. I keep saying I'm going to do like a, a TikTok for, for me with like hunting for Funko Pops. Um, I haven't yet, but eventually that'll be up. That'll be a thing as well yeah. as the YouTube. I'm working on also, uh, uploading all these older episodes onto YouTube and stuff. Cause I know some people, um, prefer to listen to this via YouTube. And of course it'll be the, the, the new episodes as well, uh, thrown up there as well. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, again, uh, at PWT cast, uh, for all PWT castings related, um shout out to wes allen uh, i love wes and ash and uh yeah for the pwt cast this week i've been scrump this is jeremy and this is friend of the show kenny omega kenny omega here friend of the show unfortunately we've run out of things to say and so well we must bid you adieu so until next time at the pwt's cast goodbye and good night bang bang